Welcome to A Shower of Roses. I'm Jenna, your host. On this podcast, we read together the readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass in the Roman Catholic Church, so that when you walk into Mass on Sunday, you feel enlightened and empowered with the knowledge of the Gospel that you need to have a meaningful and personal experience with Christ every week. I'm Catholic, but you certainly don't have to be to listen to this podcast. The Gospel is for anyone, anywhere, at any state of life. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we are going to read the readings for January 19th, 2020, which is the second Sunday in Ordinary Time in the Roman Catholic Church, Year A. We're going to start with the first reading, which is Isaiah chapter 49, verses 3 and 5 to 6. The Lord said to me, You are my servant, Israel, through whom I show my glory. Now the Lord has spoken, who formed me as his servant from the womb, that Jacob may be brought back to him, and Israel gathered to him. And I am made glorious in the sight of the Lord, and my God is now my strength. It is too little, the Lord says, for you to be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob, and restore the survivors of Israel. I will make you a light to the nations." that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. So this is a prophecy that God gives to the prophet Isaiah. We hear him a lot. Um, we heard him a lot during the season of Advent. He's he's my favorite prophet, definitely. Um, and I just love this, this verse where it says, I am made glorious in the sight of the Lord, and my God is now my strength, that, you know, the love of God changes us and and radiates through us and and we become something new right a new and different and glorious creation um because of him it's like when god reflects his light to us we become uh glorious and radiant i love that line this line is really interesting to me it says it's too little the lord says for you to be my servant that's really interesting that god says to isaiah um, you know, this prophecy, it's not enough for you to be my servant. Not that God's displeased with, you know, us being his servants, but rather I've called you to something even higher than that. Um, that job is not great enough for you. And so he wants to raise us up even further to be a light to the nations, um, and to restore, you know, this prophecy to restore the kingdom of Israel. Um, you know, at the times of the prophets, Israel was going through exiles and being overtaken by different empires, and it was not a good time for this kingdom. And so God is saying, um, you know, this, in this prophecy, um, the Savior is going to be a light to the nations. But I think, again, we can apply this to our own lives and our own lives in that uh, God wants us to be a light in the world. It's not enough to just be a servant for him, but he wants us to restore and bring light. The second reading this week is from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. 
Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Sosthenes, our brother, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to you who have been sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be holy, with all those everywhere who call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So this is the introduction of the letter. Paul always starts out his letters with like a greeting or intro. And so that's really all this reading is. It's very short. Um, he's introducing himself to the Corinthians. Um, I just want to give a little bit of context to uh, this letter and what's happening here. And who is this guy Sosthenes? Because it's a name that I had never heard before reading this passage. So let's get some context. Um... So Paul established, you know, we know Paul, he's the missionary who went out and spread the word of God and kind of established little Christian communities um, all throughout the world, really. And so he established a Christian community in Corinth. And so what he would do after he leaves these communities he sets up is uh, that he uh, would write them letters and advise them about, you know, we set up this community, but we need further instruction. So that's what he's doing here. So this guy Sosthenes, where he's referenced, is in Acts chapter 18. Um, I'm just going to read you Acts chapter 18, verses 12 to 17, to give you a little bit of context. Um, so Paul is in Corinth, and he's been there, and he stays there um, for a year and a half. And so uh, it says, uh, Gallio was pro consul of Achaia, the Jews rose up together against Paul and brought him to the tribunal, saying, This man is inducing people to worship God contrary to the law. When Paul was about to reply, Gallio spoke to the Jews, If it were a matter of some crime or malicious fraud, I should reason... I should with reason hear the complaint of you Jews, but since it is a question of arguments over doctrine and titles and your own law, see to it yourselves." I do not wish to be a judge of such matters. And he drove them away from the tribunal. They all seized Sosthenes, the synagogue official, and beat him in full view of the tribunal. But none of this was of concern to Gallio. So this poor guy, it seems like he's just kind of like an innocent bystander and a good guy who works at the synagogue, right? An official of the synagogue. And these people are so mad that Gallio doesn't do anything about Paul because they're trying to get him arrested that they just beat this guy in the in the middle of daylight uh, because they're so, I guess, ticked off. It's kind of wild. And so it's really interesting then and kind of like a, 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 an act of, um, I don't know, really, a really kind thing for Paul to do that he references... Sosthenes in his letter, um, in the very, very first verse, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Sosthenes, our brother. Paul has not forgotten what happened to this guy, even though he's writing this letter five years after he leaves the, this community that he establishes. Um, he has not forgotten what happened to this innocent bystander and um, considers him a brother in Christ. So I think that's really cool.
The Gospel this week is John chapter 1, verses 29 to 34. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. He is the one of whom I said, A man is coming after me, who ranks ahead of me, because he existed before me. I did not know him, but the reason why I came baptizing with water was that he might be made known to Israel. John testified further, saying, I saw the Spirit come down like a dove from heaven and remain upon him. I did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, On whomever you see the Spirit come down and remain, he is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now I have seen and testified that he is the Son of God. So this passage really tells us a lot about the faith that John the Baptist has in God. And that, you know, I kind of pictured, and we don't know this because there's not really a lot of detail in the Bible about Jesus' childhood, but I think we kind of imagine that Jesus and John kind of grew up as playmates because Mary and Elizabeth are related, but it doesn't really seem like that's the case because John says twice in this reading, I did not know him. Um, Or maybe they did know each other, maybe they did grow up together, but maybe it was not clear to John that Jesus was the Messiah. Um, And it's so interesting that John says, I did not know him, because think back to the Annunciation, um, where it says that um, at the moment uh, your voice hit my ears, my child in my womb danced for joy. So that, you know, John the Baptist um, rejoices, leaps for joy in Elizabeth's womb at the presence of Jesus in Mary's stomach. So it's interesting, you know, I wish we had more details about the relationship between Jesus and John the Baptist and how well they did or did not know each other. Um, Because in reality, they did know each other in the womb. Um, You know, John recognized uh, the presence of Jesus. So I always find that, I always find that really interesting. Um, And so we hear here the words that the priest uses at the consecration. Um, or not the consecration, the prayer right before we receive communion. Behold the Lamb of God who takes this away, the sin of the world. This is what the priest says right before, um, you know, as he holds up the Eucharist right before we receive the precious body and blood. Um, And I love that that's a line that comes from John the Baptist. He's just such an integral part of the Gospels. He really is. Um, And so John kind of preaches that he did what God told him to do which was go out and preach that a greater one is coming. And then he has this vision, um, which a lot of us know from when um, John baptizes Jesus, that the Spirit comes down like a dove from heaven and rests upon Jesus. And I love that moment because it's one of the rare moments in the gospel where all three people of the Trinity are um, present, either audibly or visibly, um, that moment when, when Jesus gets baptized. And so John says dude, I saw, I saw the Holy Spirit coming down upon this guy. And now I know for sure that this is the one, this is the son of God. Um, John's story doesn't end, you know, as well as we, as well as we would all like. Unfortunately, I think a lot of us kind of picture him as one of the 12 apostles, but he's really not. Um, after this, this piece, um, we don't really hear about him other than the fact that, um, we know that he gets beheaded by King Herod. So 
John the Baptist is just great, and I love that we're reading this. It's very, very rare to rare to read from John during ordinary time, um, because we're in year A, and most of those readings are actually going to be from Matthew. So I find that really fascinating that this week we're reading from John, um, and I think it's just because um, it's the second week of ordinary time, really the first full week of ordinary time, because the week before this that Sunday was the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, which is technically still the Christmas season. Um, so this is really the first Sunday in ordinary time that we've had. And so we, I like that the church starts it out with John the Baptist and kind of, you know, keeping in mind these Advent and Christmas themes that we've had in our brains for a month and a half um, to ease us back into ordinary time. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode please be sure to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And it would be awesome if you could give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Those ratings help us get this message of the gospel out to as many people as possible. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Shower of Roses and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash A Shower of Roses podcast. You can also check out a showerofrosespodcast.com for more information about the show or to send us an email or feedback. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. God bless you and have a great week. Carry your word as you can.